listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 22nd of June. The trial of the man accused of raping Brittany Higgins has been delayed after a controversial speech by television host Lisa Wilkinson at the Logies on the weekend. Through gritted teeth, the Supreme Court judge cancelled the scheduled June 27 trial date after Miss Wilkinson referenced the case in her acceptance speech. Justice Lucy McCallum agreed with the defence team of the accused who successfully argued the speech and the intense media reaction would prevent a fair trial from going ahead. It's also been revealed Miss Wilkinson was warned about mentioning the case in her speech days before the event. A hearing will be held tomorrow to determine when a new trial date can be set. Qantas has announced it will further ease mask restrictions on a number of international flights. The mandate will no longer be enforced for Qantas crew or passengers on non-stop flights from New South Wales, Queensland and WA to the US, UK and Rome. Australian Federation of Travel Agents Dean Long says it will mean a more comfortable flight for many travellers. The removal of masks for international flights is absolutely welcomed. It means for those really long-bound, long-haul international flights of 15 hours people can get comfortable um, and we continue to learn with this learn with this disease which is a fantastic thing the greens are continuing to defend their leaders controversial move to not stand in front of the australian flag earlier this week a staffer reportedly moved the flag at a press conference with adam bant claiming it symbolizes pain for a number of australians here's greens senator lydia thorpe on channel 10 the australian flag does not represent me or my people It represents the colonisation of these lands. And for the first time in 20 years, thousands of teachers from both public and Catholic schools across New South Wales and the ACT will walk off the job next week over pay and staff shortages. The two unions have taken joint action with the strike running for 24 hours next Thursday. Angelo Gavrilatas from the Teachers' Federation says there is a crisis governments are continuing to ignore as educators leave in droves with uncompetitive salaries and unsustainable workloads. Enough's enough. Uh, We are intending to demonstrate in no uncertain terms the depth of anger that exists right across the teaching service in New South Wales. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales, where the state budget has been handed down with mixed reviews. It's come under fire from the opposition for the hefty price tag that comes with it. And our reporter, Michaela Savage, has more from Sydney. There's a lot in Treasurer Matt Keane's first budget. It's also the government's last budget before the state election, so it's an important one. There are lots of measures for families, including $150 vouchers for back-to-school supplies. There's also an emphasis on getting mums and women back into the workforce by providing more childcare. There's a toll scheme to help drivers save and $33 billion is being spent on health to increase staff and address elective surgery backlogs. But all that only scratches the surface of all the spending the Liberal government has planned. Shadow Treasurer Daniel Mookie says the forecast deficit of a whopping $11.3 billion isn't good enough. The government has announced $42.5 billion worth of spending and no plan to pay for it other than debt, debt, debt and even more debt followed by a land tax. He reckons it's a last-ditch effort ahead of next year's election.
And in Queensland, its state budget has also been handed down, headlined with record spending on health. Our reporter Lachlan Itter has the details of exactly where the money will go. When it comes to health, more than $1.5 billion across Cairns, the Cape and the hinterland, including $250 million for an expansion of Cairns Hospital to deliver 96 extra beds, among other projects. A handful of local schools have been given funding for new buildings, while there's close to $108 million for stage one of the Cairns Water Security program. Treasurer Cameron Dick saying it's a budget to welcome in a new era for Queensland. It is a budget that puts health care first. It is a budget to propel us from times of tremendous disruption and turbulence towards a brighter horizon. So who misses out? Well, mining companies could now pay higher royalties to be determined by coal prices, breaking a 10-year freeze, and large companies will now be hit with a mental health levy to generate $1.2 billion in forward estimates. The budget has a surplus of just over $1.9 billion. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, there were two budgets handed down in both Queensland and New South Wales yesterday, and there was a lot of speculation about what precedent this move in New South Wales to that shake-up of stamp duty and land tax may set for the rest of the country. Yeah, there is. And there was definitely winners and losers just looking at the, the property side of things. I mean, investors may not have been too happy to hear that that early bird discount for paying your land tax promptly will actually fall from 1.5% to 0.5% from January 2023. On the other hand, as you mentioned, this first-home buyers and stamp duties, it was interesting to note that while the Premier did go ahead with his stamp duty reform, it was very niche. It is only for first-home buyers. And so come January 16 next year, first-home buyers will have that choice. Do I pay stamp duty up front or do I opt for an annual property tax? And it's um, only be up to the value of $1.5 million, that choice. So the choice is only made available to first-home buyers if they're purchasing that value. Um, the concessions still apply. The stamp duty exemptions and concessions still apply. So you don't pay uh, a stamp duty up to the value of six fifty. dollars If it's between six fifty and eight hundred, dollars then you've got that kind of uh, reduction in stamp duty. If you do opt to choose it, then you're looking at $400 plus 0.3%. Now, it's worth noting that land value actually gets revalued each year on the 1st of July. So be, that, that's really important to note because how much does your land go up each year is an interesting point. My little tip here is that, um, and I give these numbers, uh, it's really important if you're buying below those uh, stamp duty thresholds to actually do your thumbs um, because you may find that, hey, I don't want that ongoing land tax happening all the time and I'd rather just pay a little bit of stamp duty if you're in those concessions. But look, for the general gist of it, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people happy about this. And the other big topic today, of course, Effie is super and analysing from super ratings suggests as many as 20% of option funds are expected to fail APRA's performance test this year. This is incredible. Yeah, this was interesting. It was only last year, last August, when APRA released the results of its inaugural superannuation performance test for my super products. And remember, it named and shamed 13 funds that failed that test. Since that report, 77% of those providers have announced either they're going to merge or exit the industry. So Super Ratings expects to see the second round of My Super results actually causing some funds not able to accept new members because, remember, a fund that fails two years in a row is not able to take new members. 
So they've done an analysis. When choice comes in this year, when, when APRA retests these funds, they're expecting 20% of option funds to fail this performance test. Look, uh, of course, Tash, you know, whether your fund's been a, a, a winner, what's probably going to happen now when you see the end of the financial year returns, it's not going to be looking good at all, um, regardless of which fund you're in, because of all the t- turmoil in the financial markets. In fact, Chant West has said the typical median growth fund could end this financial year at minus 5%. So brace yourself when you see these statements. Try not to uh, panic and, and try and actually think long term here. Yeah, great advice as always, Effie. Thank you. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, one of the most remarkable sporting comebacks in history is complete. This is incredible with Lauren Jackson back in the Opals side. Yeah, good morning, Tasha. I can't think of another comeback like this one. We've had Ian Thorpe who uh, tried to make a comeback to swimming in the past. But yeah, Lauren Jackson, 41 years of age, mother of two. She started playing for Albury in the NBL 1 competition earlier this year. Hadn't played for six years, had debilitating knee injuries that forced her out of the game uh, back in. 2016, I think it was. But yeah, now in the Opal squad for the World Cup later this year. Now you could look at this and think, well, no Liz Cambridge. We don't have great depth in Australian women's basketball at the moment. But let's look at the glass half full approach. And to have Lauren Jackson, her leadership, and still has great basketball ability at that age, this is a great story this morning for sure. There's hope for all of us with our comebacks, don't you think? (laughs) I might make a comeback to... uh, Indoor soccer, Tash, yeah. I think she's inspired. Yeah, yep. absolutely, on netball, mm. here if you need. Anyway, on to the AFL now, and it supports the penalty Collingwood has dished out to Jordan Dugowie, despite criticism, it's too light. Yeah, we were expecting uh, some sort of suspension for Jordan Dugowie, but instead it's a suspended fine, $25,000. While the incident in Bali, uh, many don't see that as a, a sackable offence when you put it together with the rest of his uh, indiscretions off the field. This was certainly a surprise yesterday that the penalty that Collingwood came to, but the AFL has now ticked that off and so Jordan Dugowie can move on. But his most pressing issue is his next contract because Collingwood confirmed they've put that on hold and they're not willing to negotiate with him until the end of the season. Yeah, the controversy certainly is not over, Brett. And of course, New South Wales and Queensland continue their preps for Origin 2 on Sunday night in Perth. And let's check in with the Blues camp. Nathan Cleary has revealed that he will share kicking duties with his former Panthers teammate Matt Burton in Game 2. He says it's become a real weapon for his old teammate at the Bulldogs this season. can kick the ball pretty fast, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do and, yeah, we'd like to utilise it. Um, you know, this is what you play the game for, the, the highs and lows and um, these pressure moments, yeah, either the hero or the villains. And one of the Maroon stars has declared he's fully fit. Kalen Ponga has battled concussion and illness with the Knights in recent weeks. Had a bug on the Saturday night and then flowed into sort of Sunday, but feeling good and happy to be in camp. My head knocked, that was sweet, got through all of that. I mean, they had to deal with the gastro and all that sort of stuff. Four sleeps until Origin 2. Cannot wait. Who's your tip? Uh, Queensland, I think, clean sweep. Yeah, no bias there. New South Wales all the way. <laughs> thanks, Brett. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Tash. And the Australian Bureau of Meteorology has announced the end of La Nina, but has warned it could return. Sydney has recorded its wettest summer in 30 years and saw around a year's worth of rainfall in just over three months. But the Weather Bureau has now put Australia on watch, meaning there is a 50% chance we could experience another La Nina 
event this year. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.